This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. I'm just going to apologize in advance if this ends up the show ends up sounding like what we call a news wheel, where I basically just bounce from headline to headline to headline. There will be a pause at around 4 o'clock when Sean Haas comes into the studio, and we do an interview there, and then we'll be doing bouncing around from headline to headline to headline to headline. There's so much out there today. I don't, I don't think that we have a lot of time to go into detail about any of it, to be perfectly honest with you. We'll do our best to get you the, uh, the information that you need. Uh, obviously, the big story happening right now, and the was it the Southern District in New York? Were they the ones that were given the press conference just a few minutes ago about the associates of Rudy Giuliani, who, of course, is Donald Trump's attorney, former mayor of New York? Uh, a couple of associates have been arrested by the federal government. So let's take a look here. I think this is Reuters. Yes, Reuters. Two businessmen linked to Trump Ukraine scandal arrested on U.S. charges. It's a lovely misleading headline, but, you know, what do you expect? Two foreign-born Florida businessmen who have been helping President Donald Trump's personal lawyer investigate rival Joe Biden. Look at this misleading headline. It's not, that's not what's going on. But anyway, have been arrested on charges of funneling foreign money to U.S. political candidates and a pro-Trump election committee Authorities said on Thursday, the arrests were the latest dramatic development in a political saga that threatens Trump's presidency. No, it doesn't. Uh, They coincide with a Democratic-led U.S. House of Representatives impeachment inquiry, not an official impeachment inquiry, centered on the Republican president's request in July phone call uh, for Ukrainian President Zelensky to investigate Biden, a leading contender for the... And again, that's misleading as well. Uh, So anyway... The businessmen, Lev Parnas and Igor Fruman, were arrested and charged in connection with a federal criminal case involving campaign finance laws, federal prosecutors in Manhattan said. Each was charged with two counts of conspiracy, one count of false statements, and one of falsification of business records. The two men were donors to a pro-Trump fundraising committee, and the president's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, has said that they helped him as he sought to investigate former Vice President Biden and Biden's son, Hunter. Uh, Breaking news about Joe Biden today as well. We will get to that. Parnes is a Ukrainian businessman. Fruman is a real estate investor who was born in Belarus, both according to various media outlets. uh, Let's see, uh, helped introduce Giuliani into top Ukrainian political circles. I saw a lot of headlines earlier saying two Ukrainians. Uh, It's not. One's from Ukraine, one's from Belarus. Parnes and Fruman in May of 2018 contributed $325,000 to a pro-Trump political action committee called America First Action, and the donation was falsely reported as coming from a purported natural gas company, according to the indictment. The two men falsely claimed that the company called GEP was a a real business enterprise and that its major purpose is energy trading, not political activity. The indictment said, in fact, it said, the company had no real business. Uh, the two were arrested at Dulles Airport 
in Virginia before a planned flight to Vienna on Wednesday night. Now, um, if you're listening to this and you're going, wait a minute, there's a whole lot of other people out there who have done this and they haven't been arrested, you would be right. Uh, in fact, many of you are probably thinking of Rosie O'Donnell right now, but um, at least part of the charges. But again, it's, yes, other people have done this and they have not been arrested, uh, but that doesn't mean that what these guys did wasn't illegal, okay? Parnes and Fruman were accused of conspiring to funnel foreign money to a candidate for federal and state office, according to a federal court filing in New York. Again, that happens all the time. We've got a lot of evidence of that happening to many, many candidates. John Dowd, the lawyer for Parnes and Fruman, declined to comment on the charges. Dowd previously represented Trump in former special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation that detailed Russian interference in the 2016 election. Uh, let's see. Giuliani did not immediately return a request for comment. All right, so now... Let's go over to not Reuters. Let's go over to uh, Jim Hoft. Uh, Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani joined Sean Hannity on Wednesday night to discuss the ongoing coup attempt by the Democratic Party to remove President Trump from office. Uh, Rudy told Sean, I never in my life wanted to appear in a Salem witch trial that would actually be fairer than this. It's a process without any due process. And the fact is it's been enabled by a corrupt press corps. Uh, we've gone over the details of why Rudy is right. When he says that, I don't need to do it again right now. I'm sure it'll come up again in the future. Rudy then warned the deep state on their plans to smear his name. What I want to tell them is every time you come after me, another piece of evidence is going to come out because they give me a platform to get it out. And I got plenty more of this. This is what they call evidence, not lies, evidence. Sure enough. Uh, the deep state arrested two associates of President Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, and Rudy kind of predicted that, that was going to happen. Business Insider uh, again gives the story. Uh, it's not yet clear what the charges against them entail and why they're specifically accused of doing. Of course, we just went over that because of the press conference that just happened with the Southern District of New York. Uh, and, and sure enough, uh, we have a new bit of evidence that has been released, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's kind of interesting. Rudy's not... He, he's a lot of things. Rudy's not really um, known to be a bluffer. So now what we have is this, and this actually came out uh, somewhat late yesterday. Uh, Ukrainian parliamentarian Andrei Dur Durkak revealed that Burisma Holdings, this is the company that was being investigated in the Ukraine, paid Joe Biden $900,000 for lobbying. <laughs> So, so Rudy says they're trying to smear my name, and you're also gonna go ahead and and uh, you know come after me I, every time you do. I'm gonna release more information. Now well, here we've got more information being released um, in his press conference. Uh, Dercock revealed that Joe Biden was paid nine hundred thousand dollars for lobbying efforts from Burisma Holdings in Ukraine. He even brought charts and images as proof during his presentation. This is the same organization, again, that paid his son over $50,000 a month to sit on their board in an obvious pay-for-play maneuver. Uh, let's see. He publicized the documents at a press conference at the Interfax Ukraine Agency yesterday, as he said the records describe the mechanism of getting money to Biden's, by Biden Sr. Quote, this was the transfer of Burisma Group's funds for lobbying activities, as investigators believe, personally, to Joe Biden through a lobbying company. Funds in the amount of $900,000 were
were transferred to the U.S.-based company Rosemont Seneca Partners, which, according to open sources, in particular the New York Times, is affiliated with Biden. The payment reference uh, was payment for consultive services, Dircock said. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. I don't know. Uh, during his press conference, he even displayed images in a timeline of Joe Biden's dealings in the Ukraine. Well, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> so, so things have definitely been ratcheted up. Uh, but now you've got a Ukrainian parliamentarian saying, yeah, we've got evidence that 900 grand went to Joe Biden directly. So we didn't only pay his son, we were paying him for lobbying efforts. And again, this was happening while he was vice president of the United States, which uh, if my understanding of U.S. law is at least basic and rudimentary, would mean that this was um, highly illegal. So we'll see how this all shakes out. But um, and, and by the way, I mean, if these businessmen were, were guilty of doing anything illegal, uh, they should get the charges. I wish everybody who did this sort of thing got the charges and not just certain individuals when it's politically expedient, but I don't get to make the rules. we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-259593. That is 259593. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. Uh, Casey, what's up with the C-130s flying routes today? I don't know, but it was glorious. And I was on the motorcycle, got a couple of videos of them as well. Uh, but yeah, it was great uh, seeing them flying around. I don't know exactly why that's happening. If you do, let us know. I would love to uh, to go ahead and pass that on to everybody. I wasn't expecting it, that's for sure, when I was riding in today. But um, sure enough, it was nice to see that up in the sky. Okay, a couple of other things here. <clears throat> uh, this kind of, yeah, we're kind of bouncing around. I, I, okay, I'll stick with Ukrainian-esque type stuff here, and then we'll move into some other things. More than half of House Republicans have backed a resolution to censure the House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff, Democrat of California, for fabricating a conversation between President Donald Trump and the Ukrainian President uh, Zolodymyr Zelensky. 100 House Republicans have joined a movement to rebuke Schiff by co-sponsoring House Freedom Caucus Chairman Andy Biggs, Republican of Arizona, House Resolution 604, according to a list obtained by Breitbart. Uh, House Resolution 604 would condemn Schiff for retelling a fictional phone call between Trump and Zelensky. Schiff also allegedly lied about having never spoken to the Ukrainian intelligence officer, uh, officer whistleblower, air quote, whistleblower. Uh, so the legislation was quickly gained support throughout the House Republican conference. Support for the resolution extends from the House Freedom Caucus conservatives to moderates and House GOP leadership. And again, that all stems from Schiff um, fabricating a phone call when he was talking about how the phone call between the president of the U.S. and the Ukraine went, which, of course, we know was not accurate and not at all true. Uh, so now uh, they have over 100 who are backing censure. Uh, then you have the, where did the Pelosi thing go? Uh, here it is. A, rep a Republican representative has introduced a resolution to expel Nancy Pelosi. 
from Congress, not just from her leadership post. Uh, Louisiana Republican Ralph Abraham was introduced to expel uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi from the House of Representatives. His resolution accuses Pelosi of a vicious crusade against President Donald Trump. Nancy Pelosi's vicious crusade against our lawfully elected president is nothing more than a politically motivated witch hunt, and it must be stopped, he said in a statement. He, uh, she has disgraced the People's House and weaponized the Speaker's gavel for her party's political gain. House Democrats spent nearly three years obsessed with election meddling only to dwarf any such efforts with their own deceitful plan to nullify the 2016 election and prevent President Trump from winning in 2020. I have introduced a resolution calling for her to be expelled from the House and for the Speaker's office to be vacated. Because you can actually be Speaker of the House and not be elected to Congress. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, the text of the resolution, which is most definitely not going to pass the Democrat-controlled House, reads, Resolved that pursuant to Article 1, Section 5, Clause 2 of the United States Constitution, Representative Nancy Pelosi B, and she hereby is expelled from the House of Representatives and the office of the Speaker is declared to be vacant. Um, again, not going to happen, but it is something that has been introduced, and and so... You've got 100 Republicans backing censuring um, uh, Schiff, and then, of course, you have them uh, saying that they, well, at least one of them saying that they want Pelosi gone for uh, politically motivated reasons, but still pretty interesting, uh, especially when you consider the breaking news today. Uh, by the way, Joe Biden has now changed his story and has now said that he did, in fact, talk to his son about his business dealings in Ukraine. He had denied this for a long time. Hunter Biden, several months ago, June or July, I think it was June, said that he did speak with his dad about it. His dad has denied ever knowing anything about or ever talking to his son about um, his work in the Ukraine. Then, of course, we have that photo. The photo showed Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and an associate. Of course, uh, they were golfing with Burisma Holdings personnel, so it would be impossible for that to not come up. Um, so a lot of people believe that Joe Biden was lying. And of course, now Joe Biden is saying, OK, so I did talk to him about it. So it's, it's just continuing to be uh, be a fiasco. But go figure. Uh, then we have the I know I posted about this and I talked about it on the live stream. I don't know if I actually discussed this on the show. We have another intelligence employee who leaked top secret information to a reporter. This is a reporter that they were romantically involved with. A 30-year-old counterterrorism analyst for the Defense Intelligence Agency was arrested on Wednesday on accusations that he disclosed classified information to two journalists, one of whom he had a romantic relationship with, according to the Justice Department. Now, again, uh, a lot of you have seen House of Cards, okay, before it all fell apart, and and then, of course, we had the, the accusations against the, the main star, but... In House of Cards, in season one and season two, but especially in season one, of course, you see a young reporter trading her body for secrets uh, with a very powerful member of Congress. And what a lot of people didn't realize was that House of Cards was more accurate than most people were comfortable with. A lot of the stuff that you saw in House of Cards happens routinely in Washington, D.C. Sometimes it happens at a local level in state capitals as well. So... We saw that happen. Ultimately, that character was was killed off in a in a cover up and that sort of thing. For those of you who haven't seen it, sorry to spoil it, but whatever. It's uh, been many years. If you haven't started watching it yet, it's your fault. So, 
it does happen routinely and regularly that journalists, uh, particularly young, attractive females, will use their body to go ahead and get information to advance their careers. Some of them are very successful at this. I do not know if that is what happened here. Uh, sometimes it evolves into a genuine romance. Sometimes it's just a one-sided romantic thing. And the other side deals with this as a business dealing. Speaking of business dealings and sex, we'll talk about Matt Lauer here in a little bit. Henry Kyle Freese of Alexandria was charged with two counts of willful transmission of national defense information, which carries a maximum of 10 years in prison. He was caught red-handed disclosing sensitive national security information for personal gain, according to the Assistant Attorney General for the national uh, for national security, that is John Demers, in a statement. Freeze betrayed the trust placed in him by the American people, a betrayal that risked harming the national security of this country. I believe this is the third federal official in two weeks that has been caught dealing classified information to the press. Now, if you go back a couple of months, we can add a couple more to that as well. But there's been a large number of them in just a couple of weeks that have been caught and revealed. Of course, we uh, just had less than a week ago the FBI individual that got caught giving information to reporters uh, illegally as well. Uh, federal prosecutors say the freeze, whose government security clearance allowed him access to top secret and sensitive information, accessed multiple classified intelligence reports, some of which were unrelated to his job duties and leaked information about a foreign country's weapon systems to a journalist. Prosecutors allege that Freeze, who worked as both a contractor and a full-time employee for the DIA, was in a relationship with that journalist and sought to advance the reporter's career. The unauthorized disclosures happened in 2018 and 2019. Prior to that, from August 2017 to August 2018, Freeze and the reporter lived together. Okay, so this is a little bit more than them just selling themselves to uh, get information. So, uh, But again, it's like the third one in the past two weeks that, that we have discovered doing this. We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michigan's News Channel. This is Casey Hendrickson. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Thank you to everybody who let us know what was happening with the C-130s. And then, of course, I heard my own newscast for the first time today. And it turns out that Brooklyn was talking about it. So, sorry. <laughs> it was like the last source I went to today was my own station. Anyway, 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. Please put MNC at the beginning of that message. Casey, so when are they going to charge Hillary Clinton during the presidential debate? She revealed her nuclear strike capability time frame. Uh, it's true. She did. That was a big thing at the time because they were running around trying to uh, accuse uh, Trump of all sorts of classified leaks and everything else at the time. Um, yep. Yeah, no, again, it's not, it's not, this is purely political. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that the laws weren't broke. Okay. I'll let the legal process play out. But when you don't equally apply the law across the board, y you can't help when people are less than enthusiastic about it. Okay. So if you're going to tell people that, hey, you know, you're not going to go ahead and, and uh, be able to have this activity or else you're going to get arrested and charged and we're going to parade you in front of everybody, 
you have to do that for everybody. And they don't do that for everybody. That's the problem. They pick and choose uh, who is going to be paraded for political expediency. All right. Do want to thank our sponsor, Second Amendment Arms and Range. Today's Thursday. It's the Defensive Pistol Open League Night. Go to secondamendmentarms.net for more information. I have to talk about this Matt Lauer thing. I've held off on talking about the Matt Lauer thing, um, but it's getting bigger, and I need to preface this by saying a couple of things. One, I do not like Matt Lauer. I believe that Matt Lauer, based on the evidence that we have, I believe that Matt Lauer was, in fact, a sexual predator in the workplace. Okay, I believe that he sexually harassed a lot of people. Um, with this particular case, I, I am highly skeptical that he actually committed the act of rape, and I will explain why. I obviously don't know for sure, but there are some things that give me pause with the accusation, okay? On Wednesday evening, Matt Lauer's rape accuser, Brooke Nevels, ripped the former NBC daytime news host open letter defense, accusing him of victim blaming. Now, what ended up happening is this book came out from Ronan Farrow, who, by the way, I think is really good at his job. He's the guy that broke the Weinstein thing, but worked for NBC at the time, and NBC would not air the story because Weinstein is huge in NBC. Okay, I believe that Ronan Farrow's narrative is true, if not everything being accurate in his story, because I don't know, but um, I believe that his narrow narrative is true. He provided enough documented proof that NBC was killing the Weinstein story because of Weinstein, and they didn't want to hurt Weinstein's feelings or damage their relationship with Harvey Weinstein, uh, which, again, everybody in Hollywood knew who Harvey Weinstein was. Women had been talking about it for many, many years. People joked about it for crying out loud. Uh, it was a well-known secret, um, but... When Ronan Farrow was trying to write that he was actually doing far more than casting couch type stuff, uh, then it started to become very problematic for NBC and they didn't want to run the story. And I think that Farrow has provided ample evidence that NBC took that tack, even though they deny it. Okay, Well, he's got a book out. And in this book, he talks about multiple people at NBC preying upon women. Uh, Matt Lauer came up again. Of course, Matt Lauer uh, ultimately was fired, lost his family as a result of his infidelity. He, he ended up admitting to having an affair with Brooke Nevels. That's the woman that we're talking about who's now accusing him of rape. Okay, We talked about the Matt Lauer button. He'd have this button that would close the door and all of that other stuff. But I believe that Matt Lauer uh, is a bit of a pervert. And I believe that he sexually harassed women in the workplace. Okay. This particular case, I'm not sure I can believe Brooke, Brooke Nevels. Uh, and I know I saw the former co host of Matt Lauer out there just shock and everything else. The wife, ex wife, issued a statement today saying that they're not married anymore and she's not going to comment on any of this stuff. She's going to focus on their kids. But this is what Brooke Nevels said when Matt Lauer finally defended himself when he basically said, I didn't rape her at all. She was an enthusiastic and willing participant. Uh, and he said, my silence was a mistake. There's a Matt Lauer that millions of Americans watched on TV every morning for two decades. And there is the Matt Lauer who this morning attempted to bully a former colleague into silence. Nevels wrote in a statement to NBC News. His open letter was a case study in victim blaming. I am not afraid of him now, regardless of his threats, bullying and the shaming and predatory tactics I knew he would use. He would and now has tried to use against me. Well, here's the thing. Um, he didn't really do that. He defended himself. 
And he defended himself by saying, she's accusing me of raping her, and I'm telling you that she was a willing participant. And their stories actually line up really accurately, both before and after the actual physical contact of the night in question. The only discrepancy is then she says she wasn't willing, and he says that she was. She says she cried. He said she was enthusiastic. But they both agree on the events that led up to the contact, and they both agree on the events that happened after the contact. And so we'll get into some of the details here and why I'm not sure that I can believe her. It's possible she's telling the truth, but I'm not sure that I can believe her, and I'm going to tell you why coming up on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Speaking of noise, we were just talking about noise on the live stream. 95.3 MNC and Final Phase Electric are officially kicking off the countdown to the 2020 presidential election with the fourth annual noise on Saturday, November 2nd at Center 615. Remember, VIPs did sell out, but we've got general admission tickets for sale. Special guests this year. 95.3 MNC and Fox News host and best-selling author Brian Kilmeade and townhall.com editor, Fox News contributor and best-selling author Katie Pavlich. General admission tickets are on sale for just $40. And again, every attendee will get a copy of Brian's brand new book, Sam Houston. Tickets are available now at 95.3 MNC.com or you can come by the MNC studios at 237 West Edison Road in Mishawaka and pick them up here. And Cashier Card is available for that. Again, Saturday, November 2nd, presented by Final Phase Electric and 95.3 MNC. I look forward to seeing you there. You're running out of time, though. You only got like three weeks left. Get your tickets. Group rates are available for parties of 10 or over. So if you want to get a club together, a political party together, or if you wanted to have like a company thing, you could definitely do that. I suppose or you just have like a big family. You know, you can do that, too. All right. 574-25-95-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send a text message to 45364. And please put MNC at the beginning of that message. We're talking about Matt Lauer. Now, again, the, I don't care about Matt Lauer. I think Matt Lauer is a, an awful human being. And I believe that he sexually harassed people. I'm just not convinced that the rape accusation that Nevels is making against him is accurate or true. And there's some reasons for that, okay? And you'll you'll just have to forgive me, okay, for being a little skeptical of these things. And one of the re- reasons that I, I'm covering this is because I cover a lot of these things. Uh, false accusations against people are something that I think needs to be exposed and at least explored if it looks like the possibility of the accusation being false is there. Nevels' rape accusation against Lauer hit the press earlier on Wednesday. Nevels, a former NBC News employee herself, told journalist Ronan Farrow that she was raped uh, by Lauer in 2014 while covering the Sochi Olympics. I will not get into the details of what type of rape she said it was. After socializing at a hotel bar with Lauer and then today anchor Meredith Vieira, Nevels said that she went to Lauer's room to get back her press credentials, which she said were taken by Lauer as a joke. She then returned to his room a second time upon his invite when the alleged rape took place. All right. This is where the story starts getting a little weird. Okay. 
Um, Joe, you're 19 years old. You're a man of, shall we say, light experience. Sure. What does come to my hotel room mean? Usually means some sort of encounter. Right. Okay. So we now have her going to his room, not once, but twice. Okay. At, at his invite. So there appears to be a willingness to engage in something. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean that she doesn't always have the option to back out. She certainly does. All right. Want to make that crystal clear. I'm just saying that from the get-go, it appears that she was willing to at least entertain the idea of being intimate with Matt Lauer. Okay. Once she was in the hotel room, Neville's alleged that Lauer, who was wearing a t-shirt and boxer shorts, pushed her against the door, kissed her. He then pushed her onto the bed, flipping her over, asked if she liked a particular act. And then uh, she says that she declined several times, but then he just did it. Okay. Now, if true, that is rape. It is certainly absolutely awful, and I would want the worst possible punishment to come down upon him. Okay. Neville claims, uh, again, she was in the midst of telling him she wasn't interested again when he just did it. Uh, Lauer, she said, didn't use any lubricant. The encounter was painful. Uh, She says she cried into the pillow. And then she says some really interesting things. It was non-consensual in the sense that I was too drunk to consent. This is a statement that I generally reject anyway. If both parties have been drinking... Both parties can make the same claim. It isn't something that is just reserved for women, okay? Um, And and the way that she said it made it seem like she did consent, but she was just too drunk for it to be valid, okay? Uh, She then says it was non-consensual in that I said multiple times that I did not want to have this particular thing, okay? Um, And if that was the case, that would certainly be true. Neville's admitted that she had, this is, again, where things get really weird. She admitted that she had consensual sexual encounters with Lauer, some of which she initiated after the alleged rape happened. Okay. Call me what you will. I don't know that I can believe somebody who says they were raped by somebody if they then initiate sexual encounters with their rapist afterwards. Now, she says that these were uh, transactional encounters, meaning she was doing this for her career. Which brings up a whole host of things. Uh, one, you've been raped by somebody that you would initiate those encounters with that person after being raped um, and scarred for life as a result of that seems highly suspect. But then admitting that you are willing to just engage in transactional encounters makes you wonder if you're willing to engage in transactional encounters that night, too. So, again, I, I'm not. I'm not saying she's a liar. It's entirely possible that she is telling the truth. It is entirely possible that this is accurate, but I think that people can be forgiven in spite of the the accusations that are flying against people are questioning her story. I think people could be forgiven if you say that you were raped by somebody, but then you go back repeatedly after said rape happens and you initiate sexual encounters with that person and carry on a somewhat long-term relationship, one in which when he wrote about it, admitted to having an affair an ongoing affair with somebody when he was married to his then wife so he seemed to think that it was a relationship and she seemed to think it was transactional it's very strange